This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. talk show with published authors, writers, and content creators discussing both the creative and technical sides of writing, as well as the industry surrounding it from novels to screenplays to comics and more. And now, here's your host, author Travis I. Sivart. Welcome to Write Night. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk, and we have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell ding, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a comment or question. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant, the most amusing, or some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go and let us know what you're reading, writing, or creating tonight. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go and let us know what you're reading, writing, or creating tonight. Okay, and welcome to A Right Night. Tonight's topic is going to be the Hemingway Method, and we'll get to that in a moment. First, allow me to introduce myself, Travis I. Sivart, and uh, let's see, what books am I going to talk about today? I don't know if any of this is Hemingway-ish in any of the senses. So, uh... I just guess I'll, I'll go with uh, Journal of a Stranger is a series that I wrote that's a uh, diary of a time traveler over, I don't know, 75,000 years or so, past, present, and future. Now let's go in and let these other incredible uh, writing fiends um, introduce themselves. Robert, let's start with you. Hey, I am Robert Turk, author, game designer. Um, that's me. You can find my stuff at wicked-clever.com. And Aaron? All right. Uh, hi, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Kennedy, author of Persona Non Grata, first of the Ships of the Valor series. I've uh, been a technical writer for 25 years, uh, jack of all trades, uh, electrician, heating and air conditioning. I do a little bit of it all. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, now, Raven just said in the chat, I just finished uh, ghostwriting contract number 26, so I'm celebrating, and that's fucking awesome. Oops, I swore. Yeah, I used a big one, job. too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird wow. title for a book, but it sounds interesting. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, actually a great title for a book. Can't, can't tell you what book it is. Actually, contract number 26 would make an interesting title. It's, mm-hmm. And Jules says, I'm at work stocking supplies. I'm writing labels on bottles. Here's what I'll say. It's all writing. Yeah, it counts. That's also a great name for a book, too. Writing labels uh, on bottles? Much a, writing labels on bottles. That would be under the Hemingway method, I think. It, writing it, labels on bottles. It also gets you kicked out of grocery stores, apparently. Yeah. 
Anyhow, I always uh, tell people that that uh, that that Amazon doesn't like it when I show up at the warehouse to sign my books. That's why they have to buy it from me in person because then I can sign it. Otherwise, I got to go to the warehouse and yeah, they they kick me out. Uh, see, I go to friggin' uh, Books a Million and I sign Alan Dean Foster's books. So much better. There you go. I mean, I'll sign any book that somebody brings to me. I don't have to have written it. If they want my signature on it, why not? Tex, that's another story entirely. Wait. Somebody else's name. On what? On checks. Checks. Like if okay. somebody brings me a check to sign, <laughs> nope, I'm not signing I, I'm sorry. I must have blanked out on it because it's been so long since anybody's used a check except for something from a government or a cereal box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, like rebates, you get rebate checks. That's true. Oh, no, we get checks every once in a while, but sending them out. You know. Right, yeah. No. Where is my checkbook? Junk drawer? <laughs> I know where mine is. It's under the corner of the couch so I don't go chukunk, <laughs> when I'm uh, shoveling that huge thing of ice cream. Anyhow. So the Hemingway method, which we originally were going to title What to Drink While Writing, and we went with this because at least it has a literary bent, and Hemingway was known for the quote. It was Hemingway. It wasn't Oscar Wilde, was it? Uh, another quote. Write drunk, edit sober. Write drunk, edit sober. Oh, man. See, I've got it on, like, my rotation. I believe it's Hemingway. Oh, man, it could have been Oscar Wilde. Uh, it's attributed to him, at least. Which him? There's two um, hymns. Uh, Hemingway. Okay. Yes. Uh, so it's attributed nope, to him, but, but he, it, it's because he, didn't, he didn't actually say it. Yes. Um, there we go. Actually, he practically said the opposite. He preferred to write sober. And edit drunk. Well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> the words fit together so much better. It's uh, yeah. Now, have you guys, either of you, just out of curiosity, read any Hemingway? Yes. Yes. Couldn't tell you what, but yes. What he's, he's up on my shelf with... Um, with some other Irish poets. Uh, Old Man in the Sea, I've read. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, been, Old Man in the Sea. Uh, it's been 20 years uh, uh, since I've read it, though. So is there any... Uh, and I believe... Go ahead. Uh, but it's been... I couldn't... I believe I was drunk when I read it, so... <laughs> so is college. Hmm. See, oh, I no, no. Hey, hey, I, I didn't graduate college 20 years ago. That's much more recent. Uh, I, I think I read that one when I was a junior in high school. I also think I was drunk when I read it. Like, no. str strangely enough, the, the stuff they make you when you're in the classics they make you read when you're in high school, you're not going to appreciate till you're older. Things right. like Moby you're, Dick and you're whatnot. Not. You're not. Um, it, which is. They got to stop that. <laughs> I tell you something I did enjoy in high school. They made us read The Good Earth. Are you familiar with this one at all? You guys no. should check this out. Basically, it's the story of a poor Chinese farmer and his wife, and she's kind of plain and all that. And then he rises to success to the point where he even's like a ruler of the area or the land, and he has, you know, concubines. And 
But I just remember the scene about the wife in the field as she's pregnant and she waddles to the house, gives birth, washes, swaddles the baby and goes back out to the field back to work. To the field. Yep, yep. And I do remember this one now. In the end, and it just even in in ninth or tenth grade when I've read it, I'm like, this is an incredible book. And I remember in ninth grade reading Watership Down and 12th graders like, oh, are you reading for that for so-and-so's class? And I'm like, no, I'm reading this because I like it. And they're like, right. Okay. You're one of those. (laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, so the Hemingway method in the reference we're making here, whether it's more myth or fact, is drinking while writing. And by the way, Raven says, uh, read For For Whom the Bell Tolls by Hemingway. And uh, Jewel asked, did Hemingway write Farewell to Arms? I would have to Google it, but it sounds right. You know what? I'm just going to pull up. What did Hemingway write? Let's just see. Uh, Hemingway. Uh, Farewell to Arms is him, uh, 1929. Ah, I remember it well when it came out. And, and yes, I do know that Hemingway is an American writer, but he is on my shelf with Irish poets. Because it feels like whiskey. Because it feels like that's where he belongs, right? Understandable. I haven't actually read any of his, though I do either purchased or have it in my wish list, one of his audiobooks, figuring I should get one of his under my belt. Yeah. But I'd like to read you it know himself. What? He's, he is very much an audiobook kind of guy. Um, friggin' pipe, drinking... Friggin' just kind of let it roll in the background on a lazy afternoon kind of deal. That, that would be okay. It's, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious about it because there's a reason they're the classics, and sometimes that reason is because there wasn't a lot out in that. You know, well, let's look at Bram Stoker, Dracula. That is not popular because it's an incredible piece of literature. It's popular because it was groundbreaking and not a lot like it out there. Right, right. And, and I would say the first half of the book is, is pretty, it's pretty solid literature. I enjoyed it a lot more when I got it on audiobook. And it, different voice actors did the different characters for the different mm-hmm. diaries. And then it was a much better and easier experience because now you felt the character. Um, right. and without mm-hmm. him, you'd have the, uh, you wouldn't have Game of Thrones if you didn't have Bram Stoker because he sets the tone of having the different POV characters okay he popularized it for his era but I'm, I'm sh- I mean a lot of storytelling before that time was done first person I mean storytelling itself is often first person oh no absolutely the first person but uh, the jumping from point of view to point of view to point of view to point of view uh, to give you a more comprehensive picture is what I'm referring to. See, and this is what it's like if we were all drinking and trying to write. We never stay on one topic. We wander back right. and forth. Right. So let's shift us back towards that. First of all, do you gentlemen drink while writing? Yes. So I misunderstood the topic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to throw it out there. And, and actually, yes. But not often alcohol. Okay. Um, so I drink tea when I'm writing, at least during the day. 
I am more prone to drink whiskey um, if I am doing what I call slog writing mm-hmm. or editing. Uh, and for me, slog writing is if I just have to sit at my computer for hours and hours and hours and write a hundred descriptions for rooms or monsters or it's it's almost technical writing but you still have to be tapped into that creative side of your brain to make the 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 descriptions and i hate doing it so i will i will sip whiskey to to kind of smooth the edges off and get through that kind of writing but if I'm actually doing creative writing, if I'm if I'm writing on a novel or a short story, mm-hmm. um, I will I will brew tea and I will I will drink tea. And there's something about the ritual of making tea that puts me in the mindset to write. See, um, and actually, so that's, Robert, that's actually what I. I don't think you misunderstood it at all because I do want to discuss the reasonableness. The hold on, the cat wants on my lap, but not really sure. There we go. Um, I want to go back and forth between alcohol versus non-alcohol because they do both have their place, as you just pointed out, depending on what kind of writing you're doing. But what about you, Aaron? Well, so um, what I've got right here, this is – it's a glass glass full of ice. It's got about that much fireball, cheap Mm. cinnamon whiskey, um, and then it's topped off with ginger ale. It is a cocktail. Um, it's got the, the alcohol hint in t- is just enough to give you a little bit of warmth. Um, what, what do you but, what do you call that? By the way, is that called ginger balls? Eh, it could be. Okay. Or I think jingle balls. Spicy redhead. But uh, <laughs> so I'll sip these. I'll sip these all day long as I'm doing this. But um, in competitive shooting, alcohol. <laughs> is a performance enhancing drug it slows the heart rate down friggin um drops a lot of things out of the sub out of the conscious mind into the subconscious mind so you're just tapping into a different resource now should you mix it guns and alcohol no (laughs) is it effective yes okay um let me take that in another direction when i play darts or pool one drink as Robert pointed out earlier, it takes off those rough edges, that the edge of yep. nerves and allows me to relax. And I'm guessing that's the performance enhancement you were speaking correct. of. But yeah, correct. But if you're doing more than one ounce per hour or one beer per hour or whatever, there is a chance you might get a little sloppy and go all, I don't know, is it too soon to make that vice president reference? Now what? Uh, no, it's not too soon. Just, just, he looked like a turkey, face. sir. <laughs> so, it's not too soon. Actually, he got he he got into my line of sight. Yes, Robert. <laughs> that reference is probably too dated at this point. Yeah, I know. That's why I feel safe using it. Just with everything that's out right now, I'm just like, <laughs> what's safe to make a dumb yeah. joke about? Um, yeah. Now, for oh. me, oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Did you have something? Well, no, I was gonna say, but but like our our snipers, mm-hmm. right in the in the armed forces, they're not sitting there sipping whiskey before they take a shot, are they? No. Like, okay. They're, okay. They're, now um, they're trained to do it without the alcohol. Well, okay. So they I have other drugs. I am a trained intel analyst. Okay, uh-huh. I had a platoon of scout snipers. I am a qualified scout. I am not an operator. I do not make any claims to be an operator. Have never been an operator. Okay, but. 
I do not I have a license complete. or shooting trophies from being an operator. I don't know. Operator. I didn't I'm, say that. I'm flashing back to the Matrix, you know, where they call the operator to get out of the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, I'm not a sniper. Qualified scout. I, I am very good shot. Um, no, we are not sitting there drinking whiskey or anything like that. However, two beers will make you shoot better. There you go. Okay. okay. Uh, just a, a statement of fact. Now, three beers will make you shoot noticeably worse. Now, I, I'm going <laughs> to add to this real quick. Two beers of a well-fit young person with a high metabolism. At my age, with my metabolism, better stop at one because I'm not processing that quick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, okay. So pre-show, I was showing uh, Turk here friggin' uh, my running of the 218 miler, uh, the fact that I do 50Ks and stuff like that. My metabolism's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, yes, the point is made, sir. Yeah, just, you know, if somebody out there is like, oh, I could do two beers and go. No, 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 no. That is highly yeah. fit people who are processing, like, three to 4,000 calories a day without getting a gut at all. Um, yes. Now, if you want to drink two beers and write your masterpiece, go for it. <laughs> but but don't don't come back and blame, you went, you got drink two beers and went shooting. Don't come back and say, oh, well, right is right told me to go do that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. So as for me and drinking when writing, I like you guys. It kind of depends what I'm drinking, but I never, I, I try to definitely maintain a low, low edge, kind of what I've been alluding to with the pool and the darts and the firearms and everything else is too much and I get sloppy and it shows in any of these activities mind you I have never drank and shot yet that you remember <laughs> that anybody has any evidence of so I also find uh, kind of the same thing that because um, I'm a sculptor and a, and a, and a painter um, not uh, like painting miniatures and, and leather masks when I used to make leather masks, not like painting portraits, but but sipping alcohol. And running chainsaws. And, and running chainsaws. Um, sipping alcohol while doing that, while sculpting especially, it helps you, it loosens up your hand. And right. It, and it helps. You know, get, in this changing world we're in, something else I want to point at is with the legalization of marijuana and marijuana products, CBD which is quite often used for minor pain relief as well as anxiety relief. I suspect, again, know your dosage. Don't. And I, I don't take too much to where it makes you loopy or whatever. But enough to take that edge off might do the same thing and last a lot longer with a lot less. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know the first thing about it. I actually did a lot of research, um, and it wasn't legal in this state that I live in at that time, so I didn't experiment much. Uh, but when I visited other states, I did, and I looked into it. And what I found is um, 20 milligrams of CBD, broad spectrum if anybody's keeping track, it's like the equivalent for one drink, 
but it seems to last, it takes about 20 minutes to kick in, and it seems to last four to six hours. And, right. and then suddenly you kind of feel that that nagging, that niggling, that worry, that anxiety that you don't even realize you carry when it's gone. You don't notice it till it comes back. Then you're like, hey, there that is. Um, and that's without any, woo, I'm high. Aaron, what were you going to say? No, no, and uh, just a note for the folks that are listening out there. Friggin', CBD is the non-psychoactive. Correct. Chemical. Whereas THC is the psychoactive. That's the one that gives you a high. Right. CBD uh, has never used it, never had an, an interest in getting altered. Um, but CBD, relaxant, lots of benefits out there, studies galore, still federally illegal. And I mm, leave it at that. Not federally illegal. It's cannabinoid. Controlled Substances Act, Schedule 1. I can walk into a dozen stores within mm-hmm. 10 miles of me. Yes. Yep. It, 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 the, the state law is in conflict with the federal law yep. for that. It is ignored. Yep. Okay. Um, Cannabinoids are federally so illegal. I, but I, yes. I, we bring this up, and historically speaking... Lots of great authors, lots of great filmmakers, lots of great musicians, lots of great artists have a substance abuse problem. Right. And and they they but they're great creative thinkers. And so I've often wondered, like, do I just need a substance abuse problem? Does <laughs> is, is that what I need to really, really make a masterpiece and 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 uh at Capella University? Education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. And then I think about my family and I'm like, no, I really don't want a substance abuse problem. That's... There's a reason that there's problem Robert, with I th- that, but I think you're creative enough that you don't need it. Um, right, but think about how much I could do if I was just hiring a damn kite all day on LSD. Which Enlightened mentions that McCartney was a proponent of LSD, and he gave us a lot of hit songs with the Beatles. Uh, Pick your poison of mind-altering products for creativity, and right. that's what else I was going to say. And Aaron, did I see you wave your hand? I see you making faces. You did. You Go did. Ahead. You did. Uh, well, okay. So uh, you, you make an interesting point in regards to, hey, people with the substance abuse and things like that. Arthur Conan Doyle. Friggin' Sherlock Holmes. Okay? Right. Sherlock Holmes was a cocaine addict. <laughs> he doesn't make any qualms about it. He talks about it in the novel. Oh, my God. Cocaine is amazing. Yeah. That is a paraphrase, if not pretty close to a direct quote but now sherlock holmes is fictional conan doyle probably was experimenting with it oh i have no doubt (laughs) because why would you put that out there 
<laughs> if it wasn't. Uh, now, you've got these things that are out there, and they're they're there. And it's one of those, okay, hey, these guys that are doing this stuff. Uh, Han Solo was a drug runner for Spice. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, these are all pieces of fiction and things like that. The... Uh, and I don't want to use the word counterculture because it's not counterculture, it's culture. It's people get altered to pursue creative arts. Whether yes. it's yeah. alcohol, um, cannabinoids, friggin' things that are on the controlled substance list, pipes, the smells, things that trigger things. The, the smell of a book is a triggering device. Um, pipe smoke. Friggin' I love the smell of, uh, or just opening a window to get the smell of outside. All of these things that trigger our senses or make our senses more hyper aware are there for a reason. Right. Uh, Raven just brought up a really good point on the Twitch chat. Uh, it says, I think most creative people are battling ADHD, depression, PTSD, or anxiety which comes with the territory of thinking deep thoughts. And if you are dealing with those things, I'm paraphrasing now, but if you are dealing with those things, it makes sense that you're gonna turn to self-medication, not so much as a creative driver, but as a way to manage your demons that come with being a creative thinker. Something Andrea pointed out recently is she's listening to Craig Ferguson's kind of autobiography on audiobook, which is read by him, and she's enjoying it, and she's looking at his broken childhood, broken family, broken home, the rough shit he went through. And she's like, this... There's a lot of comedians that went through very bad things, and this feels right along with everything you just said there, Robert, that you were yeah. quoting and paraphrasing from Raven. Aaron, what do you have? Uh, so, friggin', uh, Turk made a couple great points in regards to, um, the PTSD, or excuse me, Raven did, in regards to the PTSD and all this. Um, you go back to the, shoot, late 90s, 2000s, uh, Under Siege 2 with Steven Seagal. Great, great movie because it's so horrible, but it delivers exactly what you expect. There's a quote in there, um, where you hired a mad, a madman to make things like that, and they go, well, sane people don't make things like this. It's the the creative mind is what's required to make crazy things, um, and that's part of what we're looking at. Yeah. Yep. It is. It is. Yeah. So when we're now, I, well, I was at, I was going to point out like this is this is my vice, right there. It is black tea, ginger, orange, peach. So if you're out there listening. And you, you want something to, to get you in the mood to write, but you don't want to do LSD or cocaine or heroin like uh, Craig Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you, you can pick up some really nice teas. Let me, let me point this out. Part of all these things we're talking about, whether it's alcohol or nicotine or whatever, there is a routine that goes with it. There is a ceremony that goes with it. Preparing the ice, preparing the glass, opening Ritual. that bottle. Aaron mentioned, I think it was Aaron, mentioned opening windows, those smells coming in. 
These yep. are all things to put you in a place. It's a form of meditation. Um, so this is something you can look at when you're writing, making this tea. It's putting your head in that right place and that ritual of focusing on these are the steps I do to do that. I smoke a pipe and that quite often helps keep me busy in the dips between writing impulses. So I don't get up and leave my table and go start cleaning a bathroom. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, no, and that's part of why I do it. It's one of those, if I'm sitting at my desk for too long, I will actively go look for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that ADHD thing, and I don't have ADHD. I'm not going to... Wait, you don't but, have or you weren't diagnosed? I don't have. Okay, you've been tested. I've got, other, I've got other things wrong with me, but I don't have ADHD. I suspect I may as well as uh, somewhere on the autistic spectrum, but I've just never been to a doctor to check. And I asked about it recently, and my doctor was like, great, you'll have to go to this series of psychological. I'm like, you were done talking. Because right. it doesn't matter right. at this point in time. I've built my coping yeah. mechanisms if it's there. And eh, yeah. I can if, if you are actually coping. Right. That's, that's right. the thing. If, if you're not, then you might well, want to go through the... Right. Or smoke another pipe. Right. And, and for me, I am. I get up and, and go to my day job. I can sit down and write a novel in three hours. Wait, no, that's cocaine, not the coping. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I come back with much shorter fingers. They're just like little bloody nubs. (laughs) Right. You gotta buy new keyboards. (laughs) Waterproof. Zazzle. Sorry, Cap. Trying to get into the room behind me. Okay, so... (laughs) I'm kidding. I cannot afford cocaine on my salary. (laughs) Even in the 80s when I lived in South Florida and was working three jobs. Who the fuck... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you, Raven. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it's you, like, Raven. <laughs> why don't you cheat on your wife? Because I can't afford a mistress. What the hell are you talking <laughs> it's about? Right. It's uh, oh. That's why I got married. So I have to. So I could quit taking them out. <laughs> it's uh, oh. Hmm. What? Uh, so I just had. I had two other thoughts. One, yes. Um. This is really good heroin. And two. No. Is, no. One. Um. It's not only making the tea that keeps me writing it's putting it in one of these in a turvis Mm -hmm. because you can sip it and this thing will keep it warm specifically the turvis brown this will keep it warm for several hours um the other nice thing about drinking while you're writing or while you're sitting at your desk um tea is a diuretic coffee is a diuretic Mm. it's going to make you get up from your desk and at least walk to the bathroom right. and back. And unless you're one of those extreme World of Warcraft players that has the catheter and all of that, but most of us writers can't afford that either. So it's true. Um, yeah. So you you will have to take those breaks when you're writing and drinking tea, or actually probably if you're drinking whiskey too. Yeah, it's but, a diuretic also. Yeah. Yeah, often causes dehydration when you you know. So uh, make sure you drink water while drinking diuretics. Um, which is true. There you go. But yeah, yeah. Turvis is a great sir. brand. The catheter and bedpan. Or you just get, you can get those big bird trays you put underneath bird cages, like big parrot cages, and then just don't wear pants and you just have to wash it out every couple days. Yeah, but 
what do you like? Then you have to have a standing desk, or I mean, no, like, you just have you know, there, a, don't have a cloth chair. Right? Is there a chair with a hole in it? All is the ones like we a, had at school, remember those? A hard plastic with the holes in them, like like it was drains for kids that were gonna pee themselves. I mean, with a with a with a wrench or whatnot, you can just steal a toilet from a. Uh, from a restroom on a freaking road stop. <laughs> we, we've got and then use that racing. as a chair. There you go. Uh, John from Conquest Publishing says he likes adult diapers, but that's because John is really old. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's he's been writing and, and illustrating for a long time. Okay, so. I'm going to tangent here. I work with a young lady Please. who is pregnant, and she says, "I have a weird question for you." I'm like. <laughs> just the kind of question I always like. She's like, so we were going to do the baby shower, and they have a game where you melt different candy and chocolate bars in a diaper, and then people have to guess what candy bar it is by sniffing it. <laughs> She's like, what do you think about this game? I'm like, well, I'm kind of fucking amused. And then I started suggesting which one. She's like, Snickers. I'm like, no, not Snickers. The peanuts give it away. You want something that you can have very distinctive by smell. For example, you could not use Almond Joy because the coconut's just a dead giveaway what that is. Right. Um, now, where this, where I'm going with this is uh, John says, I like adult diapers. <laughs> I'm just picturing the baby shower, but at the other end of the age spectrum. <laughs> Well, no, okay, now, and I'm just remembering buying diapers going, fuck, why would you waste that kind of right? money on a game? Right? Diapers can be expensive. That's a fair they point. expensive. Yeah, that, why would right. you? Right. No. That's a fair I, point I mean, right there. Yeah. That's one of the things you get at a baby shower is free diapers. And, and it's not because you're going to use them to melt candy bar. First of all, diapers are expensive. Second of all, that's a waste of a candy bar. That's uh, true. Right. Well, I mean, you can eat it out of the diaper later and then wear the diaper for fun. That's the second game <laughs> on your head. Oh, wow. This this show, I told you, let's do this one to warm up because we just went off the rails and jumped the shark and all of it. Totally. Hope it's chocolate, Joe. By the way, to clarify for those listening to the podcast, Joe says, dude, that's a messed up game. What do you win? Do you get to lick the chocolate out? And that's what Aaron is responding to instead of just random Aaron shouting things out there. Um, a retirement party Which with is, big ones. That's a good idea, Raven. What, Aaron? Oh. I don't remember. You said which is? Three and a half. I should have been drinking tonight. <laughs> I picked the wrong night to stop doing glue. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I made the tea for the episode, but mm -hmm. I also realized, because um, I really like this tea. It's a key lime uh, tea. It is not good for talking. It's great for writing. It's got uh, 60 milligrams of caffeine in it, but something about the key lime makes it more challenging to talk. Probably the that's acidity why, of the lime. Yeah, that's why I had to go get the water. And I'm thinking, why didn't I just do the whiskey? So you dropped acid? Lime acid. I have never, I've never dropped acid. You've dropped acidity. Well, that said, um, if you're going to do whiskey, pick up this. It is amazingly smooth. Uncle Nearest? Yes, Uncle Nearest. 
Well, maybe we should talk about that for the last few minutes that we've got. Do we have a few minutes left? Absolutely. No, we got about five minutes before we go up into wrap-up mode. So okay. what, do you, what do you want to talk about? Well, like what kind of whiskey we drink when we're riding. Like like Aaron's pointed out his. Un- Uncle Nearest. Uh, so friggin' uh, oh, year and before Fireball. last. Well, I've got the Fireball. The Fireball's a cheap mixer. Okay, it's great. It's readily available. Uh, you don't feel bad mixing it with crap. You can put it in a, everything. But if I want to drink good stuff, uh, a couple years back, I was at a uh, whiskey business, a charity event, uh, and they uh, they were kind enough to give uh, open bar uh, and the Uncle Nearest, which is a damn smooth um, whiskey. Um, it is my current choice because I can't afford uh, more talk uh, 18, um, uh, which is about $200 a bottle. Um, oh. Yeah, 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 well, friggin', uh, I, my son's not gonna get an inheritance because <laughs> I will have drank it all. But he can light my casket on fire and keep his house warm forever. <laughs> yeah, I enough. would say so. I actually change up my whiskey depending one what I can afford, but two what I'm writing. Um, so uh, my my character Ganderson, you can't see him back there in the shadows. Uh, he drinks. Jameson, and uh, the first time I actually drank Jameson was I knew I knew Ganderson drank it, and I needed to write uh, a passage where he's drinking Jameson. I'm like, you know what? I've never had it, so I went out and bought a bottle so that I could drink it and describe the taste and the mouthfeel of it as the character. So if I'm writing in Ganderson's voice, I'll drink Jameson. Um, if I'm just writing and I want to be mellow. To, to write it's it's usually jack daniels that's actually one of my favorites um though i will often get crown royal for christmas or um i think it's suntory it's a japanese whiskey which is really good um i'll get those as gifts and if i've got those hell yeah i'll drink them but my most recent favorite um and i, and I like the jack daniels usually that's my go-to and jack daniels um the honey one you got to keep it in the refrigerator because it's got to be ice cold. I like that. Except on that. But um, I discovered the peanut butter whiskey. Um, screwball peanut butter whiskey. And it's delicious. I, give it a try. I'm now thinking for the adult diaper game at the retirement party, instead of chocolate bars, maybe you could just pour different whiskeys into diapers and try to figure one out which one it is by smell. Yeah. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> you might be able to wring it out of those little blue things. Blue, yeah, blue I stuff. think you should just use, like, mashed up vegetables. Like, what was that? That was cream spinach. What was that? That was that, squished. That, that's a different game where you're blindfolded and you have to taste different baby foods and see if you can guess what you're eating. Oh, I was thinking old people food, but baby food would work, too. It's, it's the same tomato, stuff. tomato. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Huh. Up. Drink. Drink. Now, drinks. Now, uh, you know they have like loot crates that have whiskey in them, like samplers of the month. Mm-hmm. They come with a little friggin' bottles about yay yep. big. Uh, yeah, so, I almost did one of those uh, advent calendar whiskey advent calendars. This past <laughs> year. I didn't know months only had three days in them. But uh, yeah. Very good. I, I have nothing more. Okay. I have nothing more. 
Do we have some closing thoughts on this topic? <laughs> Did we have a topic? Uh, was there there was a topic in here somewhere? Was there a topic? Uh, I don't this, know. We, we, we talked about Hemingway and drinking. Uh, Hemingway, he had a kick-ass beard too, right? Eh, he had an okay beard. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it was before friggin' mustache wax was invented, so I... No. Mustache yeah, wax was invented himself. like in Egypt. <laughs> he killed himself. He did. So, With a shotgun. Right. He may have been drinking during that, and it may have improved his accuracy from what Aaron is saying. Is this too uh, soon? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Hemingway shooting himself? I, I think that one... And that's If that's a spoiler to you, folks, sorry. That's... <laughs> So, no. But yeah, he uh, closing, did have crazy closing thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Good. closing thoughts. I think it's it's not even so much what you're drinking. It's it's finding that ritual, finding that whatever it is that you do to put yourself in the frame of mind to write what you need to write or want to write. Um, for me, it's it's making tea, and uh, I and it and it puts me in that frame of mind. So I make the tea, and I sit down with my tea, and it's and it's time to write. And going through the steps preps my brain to tap into that creative muse and, and start writing words. If it's the whiskey or the wine or the cocaine or whatever to take the edge off that gets you into that creative frame of mind to write, great. And if you need a couple of beers before you go shooting, maybe rethink that choice. But a uh, couple beers before you sit down and write. Go for it. Aaron. Uh, find something you like. Freaking create a ritual. Um, doesn't matter what the ritual is, but something that's gonna key the mindset to get you in that mo in that modality. Uh, and whether it's sit down and prep the thing, um, and go from there. Open the window, make make the pipe, sit, type reread the previous works and just be ready there you go think you guys said it all well enough not much more i need to add let's uh wrap this up and we'll catch you again soon folks say goodbye to the crowd bye crowd there we go and i'll do the outro before we go i want to remind everyone that you can email us at rightnightshow at gmail.com that's right with the w night with an n show at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topics suggest other topics you'd like to hear us discuss or just have a message read out on air to someone in your life thanks to everyone for supporting the show by downloading the podcast sharing it on social media grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too that's bit.ly slash tavern merch or tavern merch followed by the number two thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash travis tavern talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing hosting throwing bits raids and most of all commenting thank you for joining author travis i sivar and the other writers content creators and all around amazing people for our discussion here on right now Join us again soon, and until you do, make sure you create with passion, enjoy the journey, and remember, every night can be right night.
Sling TV, built to save you money and bring you the channels you love, including ESPN, AMC, HGTV, and more. Watch your favorite comedies, dramas, suspense thrillers, news, sports, and more for just $35 a month. And your first month is only $10. Sign up now and start streaming right away on your TV, phone, and tablet. Take control of your TV solution with Sling. It makes TV flat out better. Go to sling.com to sign up now and get your first month for just $10.